This is the Horse Radio Network. Hello, everyone. This is your producer, Jemmy, with episode number 469, A Best Of. The gang is out today, so we're rolling things back to May 13th, 2017, when Reese and Philip discuss half-pass, reducing your horse's travel stress, and the salute. Listen in. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dishage Radio Show with our producer, Coach Jen. Hello. Do we have to wish you happy birthday last week? I don't remember. Last week is so long ago. Gosh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Like, Never mind. <laughs> Did I have a birthday? Really? <laughs> that <Did> happened? <laughs> Well, I, I did too, so that's okay. Happy birthday, Philip. Thanks, buddy. Oh gosh, I forgot to sorry, Philip. I forgot to text you. <laughs> that's Happy okay. birthday. It happens on a very busy Kentucky weekend is my birthday. It, 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 it is always during Derby and I always forget to text you. Happy birthday, <laughs> Phil. Actually, I think I texted you happy birthday with a bourbon. You did. You did. So, yeah, well, we were I was thinking of you. Day, and you said happy birthday, so that was good enough. Yeah, so I'm not the worst friend on the planet. <laughs> well, how are you guys today? Doing good. The weather's turning around. We're getting ready to horse show. I love um, it. Life is good. Yeah. Yay. Life is good. It's so exciting. <laughs> I love yeah. it. All of Canada is getting happy again. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> can defrost. Yes. The whole, whole country. I love it. And happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. And actually, pretty much all of us are mommies because we take care of four-legged creatures all the time. Dogs, cats, horses. I consider myself a mommy. Husbands, sometimes (laughs) four-legged creatures. (laughs) So happy Mother's Day to everybody out there for sure. And to my mom and Phil's mom, they're super supportive of us in the show. And so we wanted to give them a good shout out today for sure. Nice job. Good idea, Reed. Hey, <laughs> well, we I also get forgotten a lot. Because, I know. You know she's so lovely. She's such a nice lady. Yeah, she's she's lovely. I made you the writer you are today. My, am I, am my mom too, or had a big, yeah. big part in it, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. absolutely. Moms were driving forces in our careers. And uh, thankfully my mom is still there for me to, Hey mom, I need someone to drive with me to Florida. Okay. She's very good about driving me places and she's part truck driver. So um, she's really good at it. <laughs> I'm like snoozing away. And my mom, like, it's like you give her some chocolate and she can go for hours. It's amazing. So uh, big shout out to them for, for all they still do to us, even as we're adults and, and and have our businesses we couldn't do it without our moms. So I hope all the moms out there have a wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, in the horse shows that are going on, <laughs> the moms that are yeah. probably horse shows. A lot shows of moms braiding. My mom used to yes. braid for me. My mom, yeah. <laughs> my mom yeah. still braids for me, Phil. Let's to be real here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So I love it. Well, well we have we've a- got a great show this yeah. week, don't we? We do, and we're still on our, doing this really wonderful segments on other movements, and we've had such great feedback, and we like to continue to have them, and if anybody has uh, specific questions about the movements that we've covered, uh, we're happy to go back and review them, as always. We like 
listener and uh, feedback. So uh, today we've got a great commercial. Right after this commercial break, we're going to come back and talk about Half Fast. Vitamin E is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage. Green grass is the best source of vitamin E for horses, but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs. Hay, grain, and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin E. To ensure your horse's vitamin E requirements are met, choose Elevate. Elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin E. Elevate is cost-effective and easy to feed. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. Well, continuing on this very popular series, we are so happy to have Susanna Hamilton. She is a large R judge and an FEI rider, trainer, USDF gold medalist. Susanna, welcome to the program. Hi, Ruth. We're so happy to have you back. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, and, and you know, program. you do such a great job from a, a trainer's perspective and, and a judge, uh, which is something that's fantastic. So tonight we are talking half pass. That's our topic for tonight. So um, let's get started. When you start thinking about as a trainer, so we're, we're wearing the trainer hat first. Um, when do you start mm-hmm. half pass? What are some things that you're looking for? Uh, all the good stuff about half pass. Well, that that really varies between you know what I have if I if I start my horse in the half pass or if I start my rider in a half pass. Um, uh, for either, what has to be really solid is uh, the throughness, the connection, the bend. Um, shoulder end should be very solid. Travers should be very solid, as this is just. Um, as half pass, it's just really a variation of the travair. You know, it's executed on a diagonal line instead of on the wall. So um, the bend, the connection, that all has to be really solid for the horse. Um, if you have a horse that's really good at half pass and you have a rider that, um, you know, you want to train your rider to do that, it's it, it's sometimes very confusing for, for um, these guys to go from, um, you know, you practice your travers, your runway, your shoulder ends, and you go into half pass, and suddenly they turn into pretzels. And uh, <laughs> and the so, bad pretzels. Um, yeah, and you know, and it's it's really, I I think um, it's so easy to just overthink the half pass, where you know you keep it simple, you keep the thought of travers in the back of your head. Um, you know, you're you're in a good place. So what is the first thing that like, okay, so you're starting, you're sitting on your horse, he's confirmed kind of second level, we're thinking about third level, you know, we're, we're going to start training a little bit of half pass, what do you do? How do you start? Um, you know, again, I, I, I work them, I, if they're moving off my leg, they're, they can move in the travers, again, it's so important, travers, um, that the horse is able to bend around my inside leg. Um, I will then start, I, I will just, I myself will just pick a diagonal line if the horse is solid in the travers and, and take it on, you know, half pass is, um, it, it should be slightly bent around the inside leg of the rider. So for more freedom, you know, mobility of the shoulders and the forehand should always be slightly in, in advance of the quarters, um, because 
it, as you know, the, the, the front of the horse is slightly narrower than the quarters. And so um, you want to have that little bit of fraction more in the right direction of the movement, which is, you know, forehand. You fix that by taking the forehand slightly first. Um, uh, definition is, the, you know, the outside legs pass and cross in front of the inside legs. Um, you want the horse looking in the direction where it's moving. Um, and for me, the most important thing is that you keep the same cadence and balance throughout that movement. You know, I, once you have a, once you're solid at the trave at the wall, you pick an imaginary line, um, you know, say H to F, you turn, you, you, I, I usually put my horse in a slight shoulder four position, I, I let him look at the letter that I'm half passing towards and then add the travier to that line. Yeah, that yeah. makes that was that a mouthful, right? No, yeah. that makes absolute sense. Yeah, I was just going to say for me, um, because I think the biggest thing that the horses start to do is sort of a leg yield and start falling towards the opposite wall. Yes. You know, so yes. I always started yeah. thinking a little bit instead of, you know, we know that travier should be a little bit four track. But when I start my half pass on the diagonal line, I want to make sure that I do it a little bit three track with very little angle so that yeah. two things, I can keep that horse moving forward and I yeah. can keep that horse off of my inside leg. So if I'm coming from the exactly. right rein, yeah. my right when leg have, is going to be when, the inside leg. When I have leg. a new yeah. person, when I have this new person in the half pass and we have just worked the travier, which you said is the 35 degree angle, what I do is I have them get the, the nose, the neck, the shoulder onto the diagonal line and just add what they can handle at first um, angle, into yeah, that, angle. towards yeah. that same angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the biggest thing is just the horse collapsing and, and falling sideways. I see that. I mean, I think that's the most common thing in training the leg yield is that the horse just kind of straightens out where the chest starts facing A or C and the horse just crossing over and the rider going, yeah, good boy. Cause I mean, everybody thinks that the, that the half pass is more crossing, more crossing, more crossing. But if you do right. that, you tend to lose your forward ability and lose the entire balance of what you're trying to do. You know, I always try yes, and tell people that. And they're judging a lot. Yeah. And that really is lack of bend. Through the yeah. Cage. yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, a half pass is a bending exercise not a sideways yeah. going exercise, right? The only sideways going exercise ever is leg yield. The rest is all bending. So again, if you can keep yeah. a minimal angle, you can make a larger angle, but not yeah. so, not, in, right. it doesn't work in the reverse. If you can't keep a minimum angle, more more angle, more bend is, is actually impossible. So I think right. that's, yes. I think that's so huge yeah. is start easy, start with a really long line, Start with a minimal crossing, and then you're you're working in the right way and working in good balance. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you anything, know, the nice, thing is, the nice from, thing is, yeah. the, the nice thing is when you when you do your imaginary lines, you know, you can start. You can start. Say you have a twenty by forty arena. You can start by sending a rider or a horse that's new to it onto the center line and take the entire, you know, entire line. Yes. You know, um, for your for your beginning half pass, it's when you know later you can perhaps do the H to F or M to K. 
you know, across the whole arena. And then in the, you know, it, we all know eventually when you have the ultimate collection, the ultimate bend and, and you want more crossing, it, it ends in the Grand Prix, you know, where you can make two lines through the whole, you know, arena. So it's, it's, um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely there are steps to it, but, um, yeah, really and- suppleness and bend is, is key is, is key and and I think too angle is always a big question and so I think it's always yeah. good to think you know or even lay a pull down like if you are coming out and you want to do a half pass like the line you were saying from the center line over you know there is a there's a line an imaginary line of where you're going and so yeah. you can even lay a pull down or for example if you're going to I've been known to draw with my yeah. foot in the sand. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Draw a line so in the sand. Draw yeah. a line in the sand so people can see okay this is the line that the horses are going the on. Forehand on the line. On the line. Yeah. And yeah. that's a really really helpful exercise or you know you can do that yeah. like from from the if you're going to go in your test like from the corner to the center line. Again, that's perfect. You can even look, look, draw a line or lay poles down however you want to do it so that you can yeah. kind of see um, from that perspective, because again, it's easy to, well, sometimes it depends on the horse, but you can go way too sideways and, and that's not yes. good for the horses. It's not, it's not better. Good for their legs. Yeah, it's not, not better. better. It's, it's one of those things you have to really have to pay attention. Right. And, and then, you know, fluidity. Exactly. Yeah. And then I always think, okay, you know, the other thing is the, the, the use of the inside leg. A lot of, I think, riders, like we've been saying, it's a bending exercise. So a lot of riders like don't have the inside leg on. And so inside the seat bone, inside leg. Yeah, absolutely. Inside seat bone. So the right. horses fly right. to the side. Or they're like, why can't I, can, you know, or, or if you're coming from a shoulder in or something and you, you're having trouble controlling that, that's what's happening right. is a lot of times you're not sort of establishing, okay, you're going to bend around my inside leg and my inside seat bone. Um, that's one of the things that, the inside that I... Leg- yeah, inside leg to outside ring still applies. Still applies. Very much so, it, it, which is hard concept to think about in the half past because yes. you're you're doing that, but you're going, you know, from from the right from the if you just think about it, you're like, well, what do you mean? I'm still connected that way because I'm going the opposite direction, and it's like, no, 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 your inside leg is what's sort of helping stabilize that. Uh, is something I yeah. I. I happy to think about it because I was teaching a lesson today. I said, whoa, you know, we lost complete control uh, because the rider's inside leg was off. And so uh, it was like, oh, oh, come on, keep that inside leg down. Uh, so as I'm teaching the half pass or introducing it, I make sure that my riders understand how important of a segment that is. That's really important. Yeah. Well, yeah. well you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to end up with the neck bent to the right and the body bent to the left. Bad, yes. Oh, correct. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to show the inside bend through the entire horse. And an easy way, an easy exercise to sort of help think about half pass in the correct way is that you only ride, you know, the traveler bend for a couple of strides and then you turn it back into shoulder in. So helpful ways to adjust correct. the horse that you get back yeah. on your inside seat bone or leg yield back in the same direction you just came from. So that you're always pushing the horse from your inside seat bone, inside leg. You don't have to always cross yeah. the entire arena or make all the way to the center line with your half passes. Just do a couple of strides, a good section, and then and then yeah. change it up. Leg yield or shoulder in back the other way so that you're sort of, yeah, you're, you have to maintain suppleness and, and not collapse yeah. on that inside shoulder. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it, it it goes back to that when when we're talking about inside lake to outside rain that that again if I have a rider that is not um, that is not that doesn't quite get it I go right back to to Travier mm-hmm. um, because I think in the Travier on the wall it is easier for people to under to learn to understand how much the inside leg you know. Um, and the outside rings still connect through that bend, and um, and only when they get that feel do I put them back on the invisible, on the imaginary line. And uh, you know what you just said, so so important. I mean, I love these exercises. I, it's good for riders also to learn to maybe start in a few strides of shoulder four feel, so that that um, forward intensity is the hunches don't start leading, and. Um, one of my favorite exercises, like you just mentioned, one of the variations is the half pass back into regular, half pass mm-hmm. back into shoulder four, into half pass into shoulder four. You know, like three, four strides of half pass into shoulder four uh, until you have actually a correct shoulder four. And it's so funny when you have someone doing that for the first time, they'll half pass, I say shoulder four, and it takes them to. In, in, entire rest of the line to get that shoulder four correct and this is a really good sign that you've gone out of balance mm-hmm. you know and um, yes. so until you're good enough to go three strides half past three strides shoulder four three strides half past three strides shoulder four you know that is a really good sign that you and your horse are in sync and in balance yeah Absolutely. Well, Suzanne, thank you so much. We're going to, um, right after this commercial break, we're going to come back and we're going to change our uh, to our judge's hat and talk about half pass from the judge's perspective. Coach Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, we are so happy that our friend Suzanne Hamilton, who is a large art judge, stuck around with us. And we're going to continue our discussion on half passes, but now from the judge's perspective. So coming in and thinking third level, that's the first time we're going to see half pass ever in in you're going to see it all the way to grand prix so what are some things that we're looking for at, from the judge's perspective on the half pass we're looking for fluidity in the movement you know we want we want uh 
you know, a supple, engaged, forward-thinking horse in the correct bend. And uh, so many things can go wrong um, in the judges' booth when you're watching the half passes. And, you know, and a lot depends on uh, where you're sitting from, where you're, uh, if you have problems somewhere, um, one judge may, you know, if you have two judges, one at C and one at, one at E or B, um, they're going to see different things. Um, you know, when I sit at C, the things I see from the front often is um, haunches will be trailing, uh, you know, through lack of bend in the ribcage. Uh, haunches will be leading because, you know, people get excited and start <laughs> using the outside leg before sending the horse in the right direction. I see a lot of times what we talked about earlier, leg yield was just some pole flexion. Uh, I see horses that go way to sideways, then that is usually a, a sure sign that they're, they're, they're lacking forward. Um, some horses tilt their head. Um, when I sit at, at E or B, the things I see is uh, more um, than from the front is, say, if I have loss of impulsion, uh, lack of engagement. I see uh, more of the connection problems. You know, I see if a horse goes behind the vertical from the side a lot better than I do from the front. Um, other mistakes that can happen is, you know, error in rhythm. You know, your horse might misunderstand your, your aid, your outside leg going back and start cantering. Um, all of those things can happen. So anytime the half pass starts, I'm always crossing my fingers and toes. That'll be a good one. <laughs> I do that too when I'm riding. Yeah. And coach. <laughs> well, you're supposed to ride if you're riding oh, not yeah. crossing things, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I, I forget. So um tell us a little bit because you mentioned about pole tilting and we didn't really cover that in uh, in the training segment. So I mean you're talking about a head that's sort of a little bit unlevel. You know, how do we you know, how much of a mistake is that? How do we correct that? What What are we talking about with that unlevel? Well, you know, the the problem if you have a problem in the if you have a problem tilting, it's usually um, because something else further back is not going the right way. You know, you have if if your horse is tilting, you know, it's putting more. You know, either try and get away from. Um, you know pressure in the bit on one side or the other, but maybe because somewhere uh, between the ears and the tail, there's, there's a lock. And, um, you know, I think when you have that problem of tilting, um, the thing to go back to is to just really uh, get more suppleness through the ribcage, through circles, shoulder ends, travers there until the horse can evenly, you know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of strength, you know, and they, you know, and, um, I think that, you know, if, if the horse is even in both reins, cause the, the, um, the purpose of the whole half pass is, is, is that the horse is, is even on both sides, um, you know, improving the, the collection by increased engagement. And if you, if you lack any of that, something like tilting can occur. And so if you see the tilt, what happens to your score? Is it, is it a modifier? Oh, my score, it'll, no, it'll go down a little. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you, if you have, 
if you have an, an eight for a half pass in the, in the shoulder freedom and impulsion and the, you know, it'll go down to seven. If, 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 if it was a, you know, a six in the first place, it doesn't help. I, yes. I don't, right. I, you know, well, yeah. things not, you know, every, every, it's really hard to sit here and say, when a horse yeah. does this, it's such and such yeah. a score, because you still have sure. a baseline, you know, you still have a horse. I mean, you have someone comes in that, that is so stiff, they're having a hard time bending anything and, you know, they're having mincy steps and then, and then everything they do, you know, it just piles on. You have someone that comes in and it's this big, beautiful, swingy, swingy mover with nice engagement. And then suddenly they get a little tight and they tilt a little bit and then they, they come back to it. You know, you, you, you have to weigh it. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. the end, you have to weigh yeah. it. definitely tilting, you know, tilting, it's not, it's not something you want. You, it means that something's wrong with your band bend. Sure. And that makes sense. You know, when I think of a half pass or I'm riding half pass, I think of Stefan Peter's horses, you know, they just, they're like spiders sideways. You're like, Oh my gosh, right. how does he do right. that? But I think that's for me, the visual of like a 10 half pass. I don't know if he, I'm sure he gets some tents because they're just his, his half sure, passes yes. on Ravel were just, okay, that's the way you want to do it. And I think that's right. important as we go through and think about it, you know, you want to have a half pass like Stefan Peter's where the horse is really, Reaching and I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I, liked, I always liked Rusty. Yeah. Rusty had awesome. Rusty half had off, also awesome half passes. Isabel Worth's horses did, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, and Charlotte. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, you it just, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. And you think I, of I that think as part you're of it, Yeah. Sorry. I think part of that beauty is that the horses look very adjustable, you know, like with just a little tweak, they could come back and be more passagey and a little bit of seed and they would go out bigger into something that looks like um you know uh, uh an extended trot half passes you know these are the best yeah. half passes for we, me because we, you, they're totally rideable they're totally elastic you know i think i see you know quite a few horses that make nice half passes but they're not adjustable at all right they just are mm -hmm. boom boom right boom, boom. right you know but you, you see this with the best riders in the world is that they're riding everything a little forward, a little back. You know, they could ride yeah. those half passes with more yeah. um, shoulder expression and then more hind leg engagement. And just and I think that's, you know, when I'm training half passes, that's what I'm thinking about. And that's what I want to yeah. show a judge is that I come in, you know, maybe I start my half pass with a little bit more collected. Then maybe I'll push it out a little bit and then maybe I'll right. come back to more collect, you know, back towards more collection. Yes. Because I want to show adjustability in my rides, and I think, you know, everybody can appreciate how that looks, including the judges. So, um, right. I think, yeah. you know, that's my other thing. And, and the other thing I was going to ask you about is, what about horses that will become irregular in in the in this diagonal line? Oh, that's a, that's that's unfortunate. That's a big mistake too. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, that an, is that a bell ring? Do, I mean, because we see it, and not a lot no. of judges. Oh no, no. Because Absolutely right, okay. not. Um, absolutely not, because that could just be the um, result of um, tension. You know, you can't you can't ding a horse out for tension. You know, if that same horse goes a straight line and it's got a rhythm problem in that a consistent one, then then the bell will ring. But um, in a half pass, it's it, you know it's 
it can just be a sign of tension. And then you have to score um, in accordance to that. You know, you, you can say tension or, yeah. you know, rhythm problem. If I, you know, rhythm problem as in my horse starts cantering, yeah. that's, you know, that's losing rhythm right there. And then, then I'll right. say lost rhythm, you know, started yeah. to canter and went back to the trot, lost rhythm. You know, enough said. You don't have to explain to them that their horse canted. They know that. But really what happened, it's lost its rhythm. Yeah. And then yeah. if, if it's like, if you see a, a slight unevenness, you definitely have to address that uh, on, on your score. But again, you go by what comes in in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, another another question. Sorry, I got all these judges' questions because I don't get to talk to judges a whole lot. Yeah, we don't do uh, judges. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about uh, you're creating a third level freestyle? Um, what about people who maybe will take a very steep half pass line in the third level for freestyle? I mean, do you look well upon that, or I mean, do we prefer to see a longer line? Um, you know, obviously, you want to show the best half pass that you got, but what do you what do you think there, about that? I think there there you have it. Um, I'm actually not a huge one to ask on that because we at at, at my level at the large R we don't get to judge a lot of freestyles and um, we you know we we are always looking for better education and and that's actually not a question that's sort of come up but I would say if you go out and you say boy. I'm going to make the hardest, steepest half pass that I can make. And then in the end, you lose all your forward intent and you lose your fluidity and the horse isn't able to, you know, um, to, to engage or it's, 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 it's getting flat because it then, then that hurts you right then. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it doesn't I don't help think it doesn't that help there's any rules about it, but it doesn't, I mean, it wouldn't help you. You know, if you're going to do a half pass in a level and your horse is good at it, show me the best one you can make. That's what I think. Yeah. I, and while you're, while you're asking, I better look that all up. But I, I think, I think it's pretty much your choice where you put it. Yeah, I think it's your choice. It is. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it is in, in agreed. If it's good, highlight it. If it's not, uh, do the minimum right. <laughs> requirement. Yeah. And, Go to something. And definitely don't make it steeper because yeah, then you got yeah. the sideways thing, you know. And yeah. and and that's you know always good to think about. You know, each level has how steep the half pass should be, and and it increases as you go from third level to fourth level to pre Saint George, you know, and all the way up to Grand Prix. Right. So you know that's what you have to think about is you know going back to sort of that imaginary line we talked about in the beginning uh, on the trainer side. Yeah. You know that is what the judges are looking for. At least, yeah. you know, not a judge, but what really, know. what really helps you for fluidity is if you're managing, you know, in your, in your half pass, say you come around the corner and you ride your half pass. It's, it's really, really preferable. And, and for the fluidity, if you can manage to take that very first step sideways with the inside foreleg mm -hmm. and instead of, you know, any of the others. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just that one so step sense. over. Yeah. And then you have your line. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
Well, Susanna, thank you so much for coming on and, and dissecting Half Pass for us. It's such a beautiful movement to watch. And um, I love my Half Pass. Yes. You know, there's one more, <laughs> one more small thing that I should, yes. I should just say because we we've just jumped right into the trot, and then we, you know, when when Phil, you and you earlier saying about Passage, and we can't forget that um, the the uh, Half Pass performed at the Collected Trot, the Collected Canter, and the Passage. So. You know, and there I think what you see when these really world class people go right there, um, right there, half passes in the in and they get that um accordion effect, you know, where they can really bring them back and really ride them out and really you know, it's it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And um it, I always, you know, it just I taught a long clinic yesterday, there's several people I just I like to bring it back. And I like to take it out, you know, really make the make the most of transition within the gates in your half passes. Once you're able to do the half passes, transitions, transitions, transitions within the gates and, you know, so that you make that a flexible movement. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. You know, it's it, it's performed also in canter, and then you have the canter zigzags. I mean, there's there's lots of elements to half passes. It's a huge yes. portion of, of what we do. Uh, so no, right. I agree. Um, and and a great point. Uh, we could we could spend we could spend two days on this. Oh, uh, yeah, it's such a <laughs> such a big topic. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. So well, thank you so much for your time tonight. And how can our listeners find you online? I have a website, crystalspringfarm.net. And uh, yeah, I'm not hard to find. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time tonight. (laughs) You bet. Good night. Well, tonight we are so happy to have Karen Isberg, president of Kentucky Performance Products, back on the show. Karen, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. It's always so nice to be with you and Philip Reese. We love it. Well, I was so, it was so fun last weekend. You came over to the farm and we had a fantastic clinic with Jessica Ranshausen. So I was able to actually see you in person. And see your awesome horses. And I don't know if everybody knows about the horses. I'm springing this on you, but can you can you tell us about Leo and Dodger? Oh, well, okay. Well, I think most people that listen to the Horse Radio Network know about Leo because we've been <laughs> bragging on him for a while. But um, he's a Danish warm blood that we imported that I imported a couple of years ago. Um, he came to this country kind of knowing not much, a little bit of dressage and a little bit of stadium jumping and. He has turned into just a really nice event horse. He loves to jump. He loves Megan Lynn, who is his rider. And he went on um, this winter to um, win the CIC one star at Red Hills and then to play second at the CCI one star in Ocala. So we're really happy and pleased with him. And, you know, we're just continuing on with his education. And then this summer, because, you know, Horses are like potato chips. You can't just have one. (laughs) I ended up buying another um, upper-level horse, and his name is the Dodger. And he's an older horse. He's a two-star horse. And uh, his his grandsire is a horse named Cruising. I don't know if you would recognize his name or not. That's a famous horse, isn't it? He's a famous famous jumper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we like to tease um, Dodger because Dodger has, like, springs in his legs. He's he's, um, (laughs) – 
uh, Econamera Cross on a um, Irish warm blood. And he just, he's not a, he's not a huge horse, but he just, it's like effortless. He just bounces over the jumps like, <laughs> and so, and so Megan is um, riding him right now at the two-star level to get some more experience to get ready for when Leo goes. So we're having a ball. Oh, I love it. Fun. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with that, I don't know if everybody knows that about you, but you really are like the, the best owner. You're fantastic. And, and so with that said, we decided today to talk a little bit about um, how to handle your competition horses supplement wise and nutritionally when you're on the road. Because it is a very challenging topic for us that are traveling. You guys are all over. We're all over. So so what are some strategies we can use? Well, I think the two things that – the two main things I think you really want to try to um, maintain, and maintain in top condition – I can't talk today – are, you know, your gastrointestinal tract and then your horse's immune system. And what's nice is that those two blend very well together. Like the gastrointestinal tract has a huge impact on the immune system. So if your horse's gut is operating well, then his immune system is operating well. So you can use just a couple of products to make sure that everything is staying balanced and your horse will remain pretty healthy on the road. So it's not too hard to, to do it. So what are some strategies to do it? Well, um, one of the biggest strategies, as we know, you know, there's been a lot of research done that shows that um, a horse has a negative immune response when being shipped, that it's very hard on them and it lowers their immune levels. And one of the things that you can give them to increase their immune levels when they're shipping is vitamin E. And we've talked a lot about vitamin E mm-hmm. on this show um, as far as supporting muscle and nerve systems, but it also supports the immune system. So um, a couple thousand I use of vitamin E. Um, most performance horses will be on at least that anyway. So you can give that uh, as you're getting ready to leave for the horse show uh, in the liquid form, and that will help kind of bump up their immune system while you're traveling and while you're showing. So with my horses, I use um, our product Elevate WS, which is a liquid vitamin E, and I give them six mLs, which is 3,000 IUs of vitamin E. I start it three days before they leave for the show, they have it the whole time they're at the show and then three days after. So that, that protects muscle as well as immune system when they're showing. So vitamin E, is there any, any chance of overdosing on it or giving too much? I mean, you know, what are we thinking? You really can't. Um, okay. We it's have water-soluble, horses that it? are on. Yeah. We, it, well, it's water. It's still a fat soluble vitamin. So it's still accumulated okay. in the body. And that is the reason why many of the fat-soluble vitamins can become toxic because they're not, they're not urinating them away like they are the water-soluble vitamins like vitamin C and vitamin D where you can just, they can just eat it and eat it and eat it. And anything they don't need, they just urinate away. Um, so they are collected in the system. But the, the research shows us that you can feed 20,000 IUs of vitamin E for months and months and months to horses without any problem. So if you're following the recommendations and the directions um, on a good product, say like our Elevate product, then you should have no issues with toxicity at all. Fantastic. And what about, you know, uh, so what do you do with, so you do vitamin E, anything else that you can do kind of to protect both? Absolutely. So you want to make sure that you're, you're keeping the gut. Um, healthy, and you want to make sure you're keeping not only the gut tissues healthy, but also 
the microorganisms that live in the gut healthy. That's very important. Everybody knows that horses are hind gut fermenters, and there's a whole population of bugs, microbes in there that help the horse break down the fiber that they eat, the hay and the grass. And if there's a, if those become out of balance, if, if a lot of them die all at once, then that can cause toxins to leak into the horse's bloodstream. And that's where you'll see a horse that founders. Um, so it's important to keep that, the, the pH balance right. And of course, horses that are stressed, they can get ulcers in their stomach. Mm-hmm. If, if they're not eating consistently or if they're particularly stressed. So you want to use a digestive supplement. I, of course, would recommend our Nalox Advanced for that. And that has ingredients in it that buffer the stomach acids and coat the stomach so that when you do have periods where the horse um, isn't eating uh, at the same time every day that they're used to, or if they're in a trailer and maybe they're not they're not eating their hay as well in the trailer, or you're changing feeds because you're traveling, this product will protect their stomach. And then it also has some um, probiotics and prebiotics in it that help the hind gut, that keep it the, uh, the acid levels in balance, and actually feed the microbes so that they stay healthy. And if you have a healthy digestive tract, of course, your horse eats better, um, you have less problems with any kind of colic or, or laminitis or diarrhea from traveling. And then that also helps your horse's immune system. That makes sense. I, I myself, maybe I'm, I'm getting older, but I've tried a probiotic and Matt, it's, it's actually, I feel so much better on so many levels. It's amazing. So I get it. Like, cause I, I started that, uh, I had started it when I was sick and I just kept going and I feel lots better. So that makes sense. And it does make a difference when it's particularly when they're under stress that you try to, you know, as much as we can when we're on the road, we try to manage our horses the same way we would at home. We try to feed them at the same time. We bring our feed with us. We bring our hay with us. And we try to keep everything as consistent as we can. But as you know, you know, when you're competing, you know, you may have a class or you know, you may be stadium jumping at the same time of the afternoon where you're normally feeding your horse. Right. So, well, that's not going to be me. Would... I'm not going to be stadium jumping when I'm. No, exactly. Right? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> you're safe on that route with this crew, yeah, but yes, you, you may no. be, you may be piaffing or passaging. Or yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when normally you would feed your horse. And so, you know, the, the microbes in the horse's gut are very sensitive. Um, and, you know, if they're not fed at consistent times, they'll, there'll be a certain amount of die off of these bugs then your horse can sustain minor die-offs. But if you get big ones, then that's when you have problems. So if you can support a healthy uh, microbiome in the gut with some supplements, and then, of course, you know, really good management, then you'll find that your horses very rarely have problems even when they're on the road. And so you do suggest... Yeah, sorry. I just wanted a quick question. I mean... When you have a, a class, you know, just exactly like you said, when you should be feeding, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to feed a small amount before and a small amount after? You know, uh, how long before can you give a big meal if your horse eats a lot of grain? Like, what, what are we doing as far as, you know, just a schedule and, 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 and graining the horse? Um, you know, what are your recommendations around that? Because, you know, you hear no big meals like 45 minutes after a ride or, or whatever. So... Now, the the schedule is a little bit tough to manage for these show horses. 
It is sometimes. And, you know, one thing that, that I think is, is good is to feed within a window of time. So, you know, don't feed your horse at six o'clock every day, you know, feed between five and seven every day so that you have a little window of opportunity there for, for the, the, the bugs to experience some change. That's just normal. So sometimes, you know, feed it at five 30 or sometimes feed at six or six 30. And it also gets your horse used to getting fed at different times. So they don't get as stressed. Oh my God, at six o'clock I have to eat. Um, that's something that, that you can do, um, uh, just put into that, that kind of into your management schedule. Um, and also I agree, you know, you don't want to feed a big heavy meal an hour before your horse goes out and you don't want to feed them until they're good and cool after you're done with whatever you're doing. So typically that's an hour or so that you have to wait. So you can do that. Um, you can just, you can, and most horses will tolerate that. Like I said, most horses will tolerate those changes pretty well, especially if you already have uh, a nice, healthy digestive tract. So the supplements that you're giving are basically, are, are basically helpful in that they help maintain that digestive tract. So when it is challenged, that it responds in a better manner. It's not already in a position where it's, it's, it's stressed and then you're stressing it yet again. So that's, that's, that's the way you need to look at this. This is kind of a maintenance situation. And then, you know, I, we, we just, we try to feed them as close as we can to their feeding schedules. And then um, we make sure that they have hay in front of them all the time. That goes a long way towards um, keeping the hindgut healthy. And a horse can eat hay up until you take them out of the stall to go out for your ride. Yeah. And, and what about the hay? Like, you know, in an ideal world, obviously we would, we could all travel with the same hay, but you know, sometimes that's not a reality. How does that work? Well, what, it, what it, the research shows is that the first week that you're making a hay change is, is the most critical week. That's when, if you're going to have a colic or you're going to have an issue, that's when it is. So if you can bring, if it's possible and it's not always possible, but if you can bring enough hay so that if you know you're going to be getting new hay, you can make that change over four, five, mm-hmm. six days. So you just, you start feeding a flake of the new hay and a, a couple of flakes of your old hay. And you do that for a day or two. And then you put in two flakes and one flake or, and you just switch it slowly. Then there's a lot less of a chance that your horse will have problems with it. Got it. And being consistent. If you're feeding grass hay, you want to feed them grass hay when, you know, the grass hay that you get, you want to when it's new, when you're getting new hay, you want to get grass hay again. You don't want to go from grass hay to alfalfa. If you're making that kind of change and sometimes you have no choice, then you need to lengthen that period of switch over to more like two weeks because those are very different um, nutrient sources for those bugs to handle. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. I, I was like the window. I was like, hmm, I may have to work in the window tomorrow morning here in the barn. We'll see. My kiddos <laughs> would not be happy. <laughs> well, Karen, you know, this is the same thing when you change, when you get a new load of feed in your, or hay in your barn, you should follow the same kind of schedule. You shouldn't just use up all your old hay and then start throwing that new hay in. You should switch your horses over if you can if you have that opportunity, it's better for them. Yeah. That's really Mix interesting. It up. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. Makes it. Well, Karen, as always, thank you so much for coming on the program. How would our listeners find you online? Um, they can go to kppusa.com. They can go to our Facebook page, Kentucky Performance Products. 
And um, there's phone numbers on the uh, the Facebook page, and you can call us Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We're happy to answer any questions. Or that if you have a question, you can always get on Facebook and leave a message there because we look at that kind of 24-7. I hear I need to get on, always the, happy on the to mailing list, on the email list. Yes, the, the newsletter. The newsletter that you guys put out, that's really great. We, we put out a monthly newsletter called the Nutritional Minute. It, and we called it the Nutritional Minute because we know how busy all these horse people are and that they want to just look, look, have a quick minute to look at something. And you can um, subscribe to that by going to the, the, the website, and there's a link on the website. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, tonight for the Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we have been doing this. Jen has been surprising Phil and I on air. We do not know this tip. Uh, so it's kind of a little, little. it's like our little game, a little Jeopardy or something. So Jen, what is our Total Saddle Fit uh trainer tip topic well it's it's a little bit like uh, truth or dare isn't it yeah no it's kind of fun <laughs> we like it phil and i kind of like it we don't prepare yeah, at all for this a challenge yeah. right like know. Saying, yeah. we've been doing this for five years we're pretty good at doing the answering the questions and stuff and now so we just kind of do it blind this is well, we're just talking about- thinking on their feet yeah all right here we go dun, dun, dun. hey jen please ask this of reese and philip I have my first first dressage show ever coming up in one month, and I'm a little confused about the salute. How should the salute be done? I've seen everything from a quick nod to a dramatic, in capital letters, sweeping bow. Is the salute part of my score? In other words, will I get dinged if I mess it up? And what do you do with your whip while you're saluting? Thanks a bunch, Marianne. This is uh, this is a great question. It's kind of yeah, we're, we're all kind of giggling, chuckling here as we listen to it because we have seen many iterations of the of the salute, and it's not really covered all that well because it is not part of the score. Uh, except for the one thing, the one topic that you brought up is the whip. The whip must be in your non-saluting hand, so yeah. that's covered in the rules. And you'll get a comment and maybe a 0.5 deduction for saluting with the whip. Um, so I think the salute can be with either hand. You can do it with the left or the right. It's more of just a dropping the hand to your side, uh, straight elbow, and and a, and a nod with your head. So um, previously, it's been a little bit more complicated for guys riding in the, in the FEI ring because if you have a hat, you have to take the hat had had to take the hat off and salute with it. But most of us, are, we don't have to deal with that anymore. So that's kind of okay. Um, uh, any, any other any other things about yeah, the salute? So, yeah, I think that's, that's that's right. Make sure you put your whip. I, I personally am right-handed, so I salute with my right hand. So and a lot of times when I show, I'll go ahead and keep my whip in my right hand. So when I halt, and I practice this, and, and we will cover halting later uh, this summer, but I halt and I put my whip in my left hand. Uh, and the reins. So you have to practice this a little bit. I put my right hand down, bring my head down, bring my head up, and I gather my reins and my whip with my right hand. So it's hand, head down, head up, bring your hand back to the reins. Um, And I say, personally, take your time. So 
So I'm not in the dramatic bow category necessarily, but I also, if you know, ideally you've practiced this and this is very important when, when we practice tests, we always have people practice the center lines and, and salute because it's easy to forget it. Uh, and if you forget it, you will get a deduction. Yeah. 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 No no drop of the salute. And then, and the other thing is, unless you're in the military, it's not a military salute. So you are not bringing your, your hand to your forehead. That's right. So we see that some once in a while with uh, yeah. And you know, it's okay to watch a few riders and to do it, or you can Google it on YouTube or whatever to see some salutes if you're not still not sure. But, um, yeah, it's just simple hand down, head nod, you know, don't scare your horse by whipping your hand, you know, real quick down by their side or whatever, you know, and uh, once in a while with a nervous horse, I would sometimes, you know, as I pick up the reins, I'm going to give them a little scratch on the wither or a little pat with my hand because that's, you're not going to get deduction for any of that, you know, sort of stuff because you're just calming the horse a little bit. So, you know, you might see a little bit of that as well. Yeah. Well, I I learned something new. I didn't know you were allowed to salute with either hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I most people, most people see it with the right, right hand almost 90% oh. of the time because of right handed people. But um, okay. yeah, there's no rule about left hand, right hand. Well, how about that? I learned something. Well, thank you for writing in, Marianne, because I didn't know that before. Ta da! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, thank you, Marianne. That's awesome. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The Saddle Fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. The best way to find or get in touch with me is on Facebook, and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.